Come on in, guys, because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide through our Outwatch journey, and I am joined, as always, by three of my friends taking in this season of Survivor for the very first time. You've caught us here near the end of our run through Survivor China, Survivor's 15th season, and today we will be recapping, reacting, and rewatching the 13th episode of the season, its penultimate entry, titled, Hello, I'm Still a Person. Lest we forget, everyone here is still a person. But before we get into what happened in this episode, it's time that you are reintroduced to the other three quarters of the Outwatch fam. Um, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. So good to be here. Uh, one of the biggest moments from this episode, this is actually a, a quite entertaining episode, if you ask me. But you're, we're hit with the classic Survivor Greatest Hits Immunity Challenge, where they mishmash bits and pieces from um, previous challenges throughout the season and compete in all of them for this, you know, late game immunity challenge. And I was thinking uh, in our own world where we are creating our own survivor mishmash greatest hits immunity challenge, uh, what part of this challenge would you replace and with what? Would you replace it? And, you know, just for funsies, we'll uh, expand this beyond just Survivor China. Any bit of any immunity challenge that we've seen at any point in our Outwatch journey, what would you like to see added to this challenge? Do I do I have to remove one of the elements? Yeah, let's swap one out. OK, so drum on the ball. Bad challenge. I hate it. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Um, replace it. OK, there was it was like ugh, like final five, final six or something of Survivor Amazon. And I'm pretty sure it was the immunity challenge where they were in like the nets and they had to go and like find the different pieces. Oh, yeah. Or something uh -huh. like I would replace it with just like something like really similar, like tone it down doesn't need to be like six or whatever it was, but just have like three with like these net obstacles. Yep. Oh, that was fun. Yep. I do love that. That's another classic late game survivor challenge. It's the like mini op small obstacles to get the puzzle pieces. Yeah. Uh, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thanks for having me. Same thing. What would you add in to this challenge? Uh, yes, I would also replace the drum bouncing ball. Right. Because that just is stressful and stupid. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this was ever an immunity challenge. I think it was, but trivia, like we've seen mm. trivia so often. We've seen so it much would be trivia. Absolute, like, I don't think it's a good thing. I think it'd be absolute <laughs> torture, but it would be so on brand to have trivia. But I want them to spice it up. Like, the trivia should be about, like, who won this challenge? Or Ooh. something about the players, maybe. I that like that. That actually would be kind of fun to see how much you remember after 36 right. days. Yeah. <laughs> there is like a version of this in, in really classic seasons that they do do pretty regularly. But it is like, uh, what is Denise's son's name or Ooh. whatever? It's like, Ooh. how well did you get to know these people sort of thing? That's right. Which is interesting. That that would be really interesting, too. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> 
Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hello. Same thing, Scott. What are we adding into our greatest hits challenge? Okay, uh, I'll make it an even or like a solid three for three. I would remove the the bouncing the bouncing drum ball. Is it just because that's the only part of the challenge that y'all remember? No, no. <laughs> I remember the bird thing that they had to eat. That yeah, was I was going to say everybody wants to keep the balut in there. I think yeah. that's a good thing to keep in. I, th- I think such, that's good. It's too entertaining. Yeah. I think there's an argument for the uh, the throwing stars. Like, yeah, that's that's, that's nice. kind of a garbage thing. But like, I like them. So sure. it's really on brand the for the cho- theme. The chopping and assembling the puzzle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We liked everything else. We just hate that bouncing ball thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the just such ball. a painful original <laughs> challenge to watch. Yep. Um. I think there was a lack of like standing on an object for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so the only one I remember was it may have been, I forget what season it was from, but they had to like stand on something and they had to balance a ball on a stick while standing in place. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Does this, I, forget, I think it might've been from Kageon maybe. I think so too. Yeah. So I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do the uh, standing on the doghouse in the ocean the good luck woo. <laughs> that would be almost better, I think. You know yeah, what? Jeff, this you is definitely <laughs> not fun. <laughs> it would be really funny to have like a multi-leg challenge that takes place in completely different locations, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, first leg, we're here. Now we got to go to the ocean. <laughs> right, right. Dissolve to ocean. <laughs> um, I would have loved to um, add in the challenge from the Amazon where there's a big thing of meat that they have to rip pieces oh, off of. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that one. Or yeah. the one from Kagiyan where they had to coat themselves in mud and then schlep off as much mud as they could from their bodies. Yeah. I forgot about that one too. Oh. <laughs> Those are weird challenges. There's like all of those seem like challenges you'd find on like Double Dare or something. Oh, like for they're sure. not they're yeah. not survivor challenges. Double yeah, Double Dare is is perfect. <laughs> well, we'll this... do a bonus Double Dare season. Here. <laughs> what if Mark Summers hosted <laughs> Survivor? <laughs> Is uh Double Dare's the slime, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, right. there's slime in Double Dare. There was yeah. always slime in those shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Want to see what you're playing for? Oh <laughs> I got nothing for you. <laughs> Man, in some bizarro universe where Mark Summers the host of, of Survivor. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, well, let's let's go ahead and run down to tree mail and walk through what happens in this episode of Survivor. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's do it. So this episode starts out with a reward challenge pretty early on um, where they are using a Chinese crossbow of sorts for the chance to win a meal and a night spent at the Great Wall of China, which is wild. (laughs) Uh, Denise wins this one really by no um, success of her own. And she brings along Courtney and Todd with her. And now we're back to this old, old chestnut. PG is once again angry that Denise didn't pick her for this reward after PG picked her earlier in the game. And Amanda feels her own spot in the game fading 
Um, and with just her and PG left at camp, she confronts her about the tension between them and they end up bonding a lot while the other three are away. Meanwhile, Denise, Courtney and Todd are feasting at the Great Wall of China and uh, remark on how it was a calculated decision to keep Amanda back at camp because they thought that she would cause the least amount of trouble alone. Uh, Todd pitches voting out Amanda if PG wins immunity to the others that he is with. And then at that immunity challenge, we've got our greatest hits challenge and Amanda and PG go down to the wire and Amanda just barely ekes out PG, uh, which would have been her second straight immunity win um, and perhaps prolonging her game a little bit longer. Amanda and Denise contemplate turning on Todd with PG at camp. But when we get to tribal council and the votes are read, it's as you'd expect. PG is eliminated here. Finally, the last remaining member of Jean who by unanimous vote four to one crowning our final four as Amanda, Courtney, Todd and Denise. And we lose PG here. Um, Scott, one of your three folks is gone. You're down to just two. Uh, why don't, why don't you do the standard here and, uh, remark upon PG's game that she played and, and what ultimately went wrong for her in the end. Yeah, I really liked PG. Like, I felt like she like was a, I don't want to say it's obviously like I was going to say she's a top five player in the game. Well, obviously she was a top five player <laughs> in the game. She was like a really good player. I thought this season, I just feel like she classic case of like getting on the wrong tribe at the start of the, like start of the game and then having to work your way up from that. Um, but the fact that she made it to top five, I feel like for the last three or four episodes, she's been like the next one to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she was able to kind of strategize her way to the top to where she was. She also won a couple challenges. So I was like, I really enjoyed having her on my team. I was bummed to see her lose out. I was hoping Amanda would, you know, make the make the move. But yeah, alas. But yeah, I really enjoyed having PG on my team. I really enjoyed her as a player. Yeah, PG's like a freaking gamer this season. Like, she's really like Todd's equal on the other side as far as like the strategic forces. Um, Todd, of course, on Fei Long, kind of steering the ship as far as it goes strategically and and. PG's doing the same thing. The problem is that um, that Fei Long group found like some like minded people who wanted to, you know, group up and play the game together and like think strategically. And, you know, Amanda and Courtney and Denise to a lesser extent and Todd. But PG, it's like <laughs> you look around at that uh, that John who tribe and who there is is doing that is like Jamie for a little bit. Um, but other than that, like everybody on the Jean who tribe were kind of, uh, not really interested in, in strategic gameplay. So yeah, tough, tough draw for PG. So this actually, when we get like later in the seasons like this, sometimes I look up people because I'm curious, like if they gave any like after game interviews or anything. Yeah. Um, and I looked up Jamie, (laughs) She gave an interview last year. Uh, oh, really? I yeah. Like someone sent out. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but they sent out like a, a survey to a bunch of like past Survivor players just to see like you know 
whatever and so they interviewed jamie and she felt like she really got like a kind of crappy edit she mm-hmm. thought that jean who was a lot more united than it looked like interesting but my favorite thing that i learned in the interview was apparently jamie and jean robert uh after the merge left uh Fei long's um camp and went looking for jean who's camp and the camera boat had to like stop them from escaping <laughs> no way oh that's what she said that's, that's like it's hilarious <laughs> they're like guys stop you can't live here <laughs> that's all part of john robert's plan yeah <laughs> man i bet that you know ponderosa scene with just jamie and john robert there they were getting into some some trouble right <laughs> sneaking off at ponderosa <laughs> Yeah, PG PG does come back and play one more time um, as she's eliminated here. And she really is like, I, I don't know, most seasons kind of have this person, right? The like the underdog, kind of like the final boss for the group that goes on and makes it all the way to the end, right? Like Jay was that for millennials versus Gen X, right? It's like this is the kind of like the last big thing that they have to beat. Now, of course, it's just it's the four of them. And they have to deal with that still. But yeah, PG like uh, played a heck of a game. And I think if numbers shook out differently, like we could talk about her as as being the winner here. Uh, So this episode, what were some of y'all's most rewatchable moments of of this episode? Where what were your highlights from this penultimate episode of Survivor China? Adam, you want to kick us off? Um, I think that having Amanda and PG at camp by themselves was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of one of those moments where they, I mean, they both were like, we never really got a chance to like sit and talk and like feel each other out. And they kind of realized that they were pretty in sync with a lot of things. Um, which really puts into question that like if they had that opportunity earlier in the game, would we be looking at a completely different game at this point? Um, if you know Amanda hadn't just completely stuck with her guns and didn't engage PG the way that she has, or if PG was just pure strategy, no one wanted to engage with her in that case, you know, either way. But I thought that was just really interesting to see how it's really easy to watch Survivor in these types of games these types of seasons where it just kind of seems like a group of people hate another person in the game and it's not obviously anything is extended outside the game it's Mm -hmm. just you know they're viewed as like they are my opponent yeah and everyone gets to laser focus on them being the opponent that you know when you kind of sit down and talk it's like actually like our strategy are pretty similar we could have like done something together yeah so I, I thought that was really interesting and a nice kind of like peek behind the survivor curtain in a way of mm-hmm. like, you know, it's 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 a game. And like because of that, sometimes things get clouded and lost. Yeah, it was definitely like an interesting pairing, like in that we you realize like, oh, we haven't really seen them doing much together to this point. And yeah, like it, it it's one of those things you like wonder. uh how things would be different had they like linked up earlier and how much of that, you know, is just like them 
doing and saying the right things to one another at that moment. But yeah. Emily, what were some of your uh, biggest moments from this episode? Um, I did like watching Amanda and TG start to get along. That was cool. Um, I really thought Todd. When he was in the challenge, um, the reward challenge, and he just hit every single square that was his. That was incredible. That was nuts. <laughs> like, was you could good. see yeah. Jeff was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> did we describe, did you go through and describe, like, because everyone had to shoot a bow and arrow uh-huh. at, um, like, a big structure, and there were different squares, and it had each player's name on it, like, multiple times. And Todd hit every single one, except for the last one, it kind of, like, fell to the ground but he mm-hmm. hit his name every single time whereas other players like weren't hitting the board they were yep. hitting other people's names well and it's it's like a it's not just a bow and arrow it's like the, yeah, i it's can't a, remember how they describe like a chinese repeating or something like repeating that repeating crossbow yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. but it, it looks like a crossbow and there's yeah. like a lever on it that you like pull the tension and then pull all the way down to release the tension so this is something like no one has ever used before it's right. mounted it's not like you're holding it like no one has seen this or used this yeah and Todd just comes up, he has six arrows and just five of them hits his name. It's wild. Yeah, it was fun to see Jeff, too, because he was like, wow. Yeah, Jeff is like flabbergasted. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing this. That's cool. You, you could say this is, you know, it's surprising he didn't drop this. I'm genuinely impressed. Honestly, yeah, that would have fit there perfectly. He really was genuinely impressed. Mm-hmm. Scott, how about you? Uh, what was the best part of this episode for you? Uh, I was going to say on the reward challenge, like the as good as Todd was, like the inverse of how bad Courtney was. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> she got up there with, she got like 12, ar- 12 arrows given to her. And I think she like hit everyone else's name. Uh-huh. And she's the reason Denise won the reward challenge. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, like uh, a, a moment. Uh, like halfway through Courtney's round where she says like, well, this is anyone's game, guys. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was so oh, real. That's so funny. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it, I have no well, idea where a, things are going. That's like such it because she gets given so many arrows, presumably because everyone's like, well, she's probably going to be the worst at this. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> like, about the strategy with that. Yeah. And in some sense, it's like the worst decision you can make because it's just you're basically just saying like, Someone will win, like random. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Although but the yeah. first time they did the throwing stars, wasn't she like really good at it? Was that oh, her? No, it was Eric. Eric okay. was really good I at the like throwing stars. I feel like she was really good at some game where they had to throw something. Hmm. I think that she made it into the like... Because so okay. there were like two legs yeah. to the first throwing yeah. star thing. So uh-huh. it was like everyone threw and then everyone got one. Okay. I just remember. And like, I think like, she made I it think... into the second leg. Okay. I, yeah, yeah, that must be it. Because I feel like everyone was just kind of like had very low hopes for her. And she did really well. And she just seemed so casual about it. Like she was just flicking the stars and they just kept hitting the board. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering how she'd do in this one. Yeah. Between that challenge performance and then her commenting on the uh the type of food they were given we it got a real um case in point um example here of her survivor thesis statement which of course is boo challenges yay feast (laughs) (laughs) oh man she did i mean we're talking about the 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 feast stuff but she brought up a really because they were complaining about the the food after they got back from the reward yeah and in 
tribal i'm pretty sure it was courtney who said something about like you're starving and you want these things and when something is different to you it's really hard to like get your mind into that like mindset and up until she said that i was kind of like man you're really complaining a lot about this and i still think she was but there's like some validity to that i think the like eating something that you're not familiar with is a really challenging thing when you're sitting there craving a burger and fries sure yeah uh, okay, let's let's go through here some of the other um, big points of this episode before we gear up for our finale coverage. Um, okay, so this this reward challenge we've talked about it. We'll we'll come back to it. Do you think that there's anything to glean here from the arrow distribution? We talked about this a little bit with maybe thinking that Courtney simply is, um, you know, a a person you can give the arrows to and at worst you're given a totally equal chance <laughs> to have your name hit as anyone else. Um, but Courtney gets the most followed by Todd, then Amanda, then Denise, then PG. Um, is there anything that we learn from this as far as pecking order or trust in one another? Or is this uh, not really relevant? I think this really cemented for PG that she was in the outs on the outs. It was just like a physical example of that, I guess. Cause she opened up her little canister to see her arrows and there was just one. And she was like super disappointed about it. Who I know that like they were color coded, so we could have figured this out, but do we know who gave Todd his arrows? Um, not off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. You could go check the tape, but yeah, but I'm not going to do that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I think Denise having the second fewest definitely. Indicates that like she's pretty far down on the list, like she's not someone like if if Denise hadn't won, it would have been Courtney Todd and Amanda on that reward. Mm hmm. I, I think that's just like and that's just what it shows is that like, yeah, Denise is along for the ride and they'll like bring her along as long as she's helpful to their plan. But end of the day, she's not a part of their plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that like. I don't know, the This was a, a really tough reward challenge for PG. This is like one of the her lows, I think, and that. The combination of, yeah, getting just the one arrow and then not being selected by Denise there to go on the reward. She's like really, um, really down in the dumps. Right. And like really seeing the writing on the wall um, and feeling like personally hurt, too. I think that she's like not being, you know, having the reciprocation of bringing Denise on the reward. Um, and as, as hard as she like fights this whole time, you start to see her kind of like not give up by any means, right? Because she still does like fight really hard, but I don't know. There's, there's definitely like cracks in the, in the armor, so to speak. Um, and that leads me to this, this thought in that we've seen this for a few consecutive episodes now where PG or, or, and Amanda in this case too, they're upset that they're not, you know, brought along on this reward, which like, I'm sure from a even from a non game like personal perspective, like what an awesome opportunity to just like 
spend the night on the Great Wall of China. That's wild. Um, I, I think, much like we discussed last week, don't win the loved ones challenge. Just in general, like Final Seven on, just don't win reward challenges. Because <laughs> 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 you're just going to make people mad, right? It, and you can go on them, hopefully, but don't win these late. <laughs> Let's talk about the reward itself. So the um, Denise, Todd and Courtney get flown um, in a private jet, like presumably to the Great Wall of China, where they get to eat. It's basically like, a, I mean, it's not fondue, right? But it's the same sort of cooking style where there's a big. It's, it's like a hot pot. Yeah, but I don't think it's technically a hot pot. <laughs> yeah, it's like boiling like broth or something, right? That you like put the meat and vegetables in and it cooks it. Um, And then they get to like spend the night there sleeping on, again, the Great Wall of China, <laughs> which is nuts. Uh, what was y- y'all's reaction to like seeing this on the show? This was um, a pretty like unique visual thing going on. I thought it was really cool. Like, like the whole time I was waiting on a reward to go to like to somehow include the Great Wall of China because like that's like when you think of China, like that's what I think of at least. Um, so I think that's just that's cool. I'm really jealous of them. Like, how many people can say like they got to one go to the Great Wall of China and then two like sleep on it? <laughs> I think I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure there are hiking tours where you camp on the Great Wall. I don't think it's mm. like as like uncommon. Like you don't get a cot, obviously, but I sure. don't think it's like super, super uncommon. Um, like okay. I think it's a thing that you can do. I could be totally wrong about that. <laughs> but having having spent three months in Beijing and never made it to the Great Wall, yeah. I can't promise that I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I thought it was cool. It is cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the coolest rewards like I think that I've ever seen. Like definitely top tier. Um, I, I struggle to think of one that's better. Like this is such a cool experience. And like, again, from a TV perspective, it's like, yeah, they're at the great wall of China. It's not just like, oh, cool. They're like eating pizza at like a cool waterfall. It's like, it's the great wall of China, right? (laughs) Right? Like it's a recognizable, cool place. And you don't get to do this in survivor very often. Um, I also thought it was funny how, um, did you catch Todd's little flight attendant bit? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I thought for like a half a second, I was like, why are they showing us like this? And why did they name us Survivor Airs? And then it like cuts to the plane. I'm like, oh, it's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This was another. So let's talk a little more about PG and Amanda, their scene. So when they're off at the reward, yeah, there's a, a pretty extended uh, sequence here where uh, Amanda kind of like confronts PG at first saying like why don't you like me which you know evolves into this like little montage of them like becoming friends like it, it's like from something from like a, a movie or something where you have the people that don't like each other start doing activities together and before you know it they're like they're friends right um, they catch some fish together they make a nice seafood risotto (laughs) i believe pg calls it um so yeah we've talked about this a little bit but i don't know what what was like um like gripping about this sequence to y'all 
um, especially those of you who highlighted it earlier in the show. It was just kind of this moment of. At least in this season, and I mean, it happens in other seasons, too, but how important your tribe is to the game of Survivor, especially when there's not like a real mix up of tribes, because they get along really well. They they do things that they want that like they want similar things that work pretty well together when they're not like angry at each other. And I don't know. It's one. It's just one of those moments where I'm like, the team that you start on is so important to the game of Survivor. That's just a part of the game. It's not, you know. Yeah, like in this era, for sure, like the way that they and that, yeah, like you said, this brings some light to it where they really like did not meaningfully connect with the, the people outside of their tribe, it seems like, right? Like that gets way more fluid as the game progresses. but. Yeah, it is pretty eye opening. It's like these people have literally spent, you know, 37 days in this game, um, half of which have maybe not half, less than half, but still a good portion of which have been spent together. And it's like this is the first time they've bonded. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, I thought that it would be I had this thought for maybe the first time in my survivor viewership of like, man, once you get late into the game and you've got kind of like a backlog of extra like reward supplies and stuff. It would be like pretty fun to cook on survivor on like a, an open flame and a big pot, you know, it's like, how can we make rice and fish and coconuts? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like chopped, but exactly. Primal. <laughs> and every basket contains rice, coconuts, <laughs> And balut. <laughs> <laughs> Leftover reward wine. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, speaking of balut, I was disappointed that Denise didn't try yelling at it this time. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've talked about the immunity a little bit, but the first round um, is the throwing stars, right? Which Todd is out right out of the gate on. Um, and then it's the balut, which Denise basically... Like she tries and just can't do it. Jeff kind of gives her a hard time. Um, did did you all react to Denise's inability to really like try and push through and, and do the balut here? Do you think that Jeff was onto something in her his beratement of her or should he have given her a break? I was thinking about that because the way that Jeff framed it, he was like a million dollars is on the line and you can't like what did he say? Like, this is a million dollar balloon in front of you. <laughs> uh -huh. She was like, she was like, I tried to eat it and I threw it back up. Like I just, she's like, she, this is her. What would we call that? Her kryptonite? Her blue whale. Yeah. <laughs> sure. uh, Cause she can't like, she cannot do it. She, cause the first time she wasn't able to do it, they weren't able to get the outcome of the challenge that they wanted. Right. Then the second time, like, you know, even with Jeff telling her it was a million dollars at stake, she still couldn't do it. So I think, I don't think it's for lack of trying. I think if Denise can't do it, she can't do it because she tries really hard. And maybe it's a mental thing, you know, but sure. it's still a, a huge challenge for her. Yeah. Can't do the balut. It's the one bugaboo. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't think I think Jeff was like appropriate in the way that he talked about sure. this. It, it was definitely like a little firm, you know, like, come on. How hard is this? Whatever. Like, um, you get in here, Jeff. You eat the balloon. Yeah, yeah. You eat the balloon. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, it's not like he was like outright berating her or anything. He was just <laughs> right. he was just like stating the stakes of this moment. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. I've heard him be a lot more mean. Dig woman. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when the reward challenge happened and he was like, PG, how are you feeling? And she was like, yeah, I I hate this. Mm -hmm. This is the worst. And he's like, Amanda, how about you? And she was like, I'm really disappointed. I'm so sad right now. And this really sucks. And he was like, "Okay, well, I got nothing for you." Yeah, uh-huh. I was like, "All right, that was a that slap really, in the face." It was such a <laughs> the hard. Way you said it. Yeah, it was, it was such, such a hard leader. Yeah, it was so yeah. mean. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the whole blue saga, though, is when Courtney looks at Jeff and says, "If she's quitting, do I have to eat?" Yeah, yeah. that was great. You had a great point. <laughs> it's worth asking the question for sure. Yeah. It is it's absolutely worth it. <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, you do. Everybody got a face full of blue. Let's go. Uh, speaking of Courtney and the immunity challenge, what I wouldn't give to get Courtney versus the ropes part two. I know. Well, that was I wanted a that thing. so bad. She just happened to go out like before her kryptonite. Yes. <laughs> And yeah, like when when Jeff's explaining the legs, it's like they do the balut and Courtney like groans and then he's like, and then you'll have to chop through ropes. And Courtney like throws her bag in the air. <laughs> Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> when they were doing that part, I was I kept waiting for them to do like the freeze cut like they did in the original oh, channel. Yeah. Uh, like the ninja cut thing. And they yeah, didn't, yeah. They didn't yeah, do it. I haven't done that in a while. That's too bad. These ropes would have been easier to get through, though, because the the first time they had like covered the ropes with bamboo that they had to cut right, through right. first, which yeah. like makes us so much harder than it already is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Having chopped through some stumps and roots this weekend, listen, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I okay. wanted to cry. <laughs> I wanted to cry. To cry. <laughs> so the the kind of like counter story that we're given going into tribal is that um perhaps amanda denise and pg will gang up here and take out todd um, because todd and you really see it come to a head in a way that we haven't yet like todd is um shown to be this pretty like vindictive conniving obviously he's been strategic this whole game but almost like in a mean way this episode right um so anyway we were presented the opportunity for amanda denise and pg to shake things up and vote todd out instead ultimately they kind of stick with the plan here um and go for pg of course what did you guys think was going to happen here going in um to tribal council scott were you concerned for the game of todd or um or did do you always see um pg's demise coming um i'll say i was kind of rooting for it to happen like them to gang up on todd just to root for just a rooting for chaos kind of just to Mm -hmm. see what would happen um i don't know that i really expected it because we saw like after denise took him on the reward 
I kind of, it seemed like her loyalties are kind of with Todd at this point. So I didn't necessarily think it was going to happen. Um, I just pictured like Amanda voting and it'd be two on Todd and then, you know, three for PG or sure. whatever. But, um, so I guess I wasn't too surprised with that PG wound up going, but I was rooting for it though. What about the rest of y'all? Yeah, I, I was rooting for it. I don't think I would have been super surprised if it had happened. I also don't hate the move. To be honest, it's like PG is a challenge fiend. Like she yeah. is fighting for her life every single challenge. And I think to like bring her into a final four, you're pretty much guaranteeing her a really better than 50 50 shot at final three. Yeah. And if she's sitting on the jury or she's sitting on the final three against the jury, it's hard not to vote for. Like yeah. she fought so hard. Most of the jury is John who members. Yeah. So I, I, I think you need to get rid of PG when, when you can. I think that makes total sense. I think getting rid of Todd is a really tricky question. Is he going to win a lot of votes because of the way he played the game? Or is everyone going to hate him because of the way he played the game? Yeah. Like PG is like way more likely to get trial or jury votes than Todd is. Even though Todd could get all the votes. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think that it's the right move. I definitely wanted to see the chaos of getting rid of Todd because like, I, I think Todd has played a great game. He's been like the ultimate snake in the grass. He's probably one of the best snake in the grass, like people that we've seen play this game so mm -hmm. far. I'm not entirely sure who I would even compare him to. Cause he's not like Johnny Fairplay who's like a dick. Yeah. Like he's like a genuine, just snake in the grass the whole game. Yeah. So he's played this super well, but like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That, that was like a weird tribal. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like we Denise has been in the same spot now for like two or three consecutive rounds. Right. Where it's like she's the swing vote. She could jump ship and shake things up. Um, You wonder if like because, yeah, like I agree with you. I think that PG is as big a threat as anyone to win the game if they if she gets to the end. I, it makes you think back to last episode, like when Denise again was in the chance, had the chance to flip with PG and Eric. Like, do you vote? Like, do you leave Eric in the game knowing that it's freaking Eric? What's he going to do? Yeah. And like vote out Todd at the last immunity or at the last round and then vote out PG at this next one. Right. Like. um, But yeah, like I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you as as much as that would have shaken things up and provided something interesting here. Like, I don't think you can let PG stay either. Right. Like, yeah. I'm Emily. What do you think about, um, this is like a, at least for Todd, like the, the conundrum that we're presented with him and it, yeah. And it really does come to like a head in this episode when PG leaves, where it's like, everyone is like hugging her and sad. And Todd's kind of like smirking and like winking at the jury. Right. And it's like, you wonder how much um, they will see and appreciate um, his game and how much they are like hurt and see him as, yeah, like a, a snake and as vindictive. Right. Where do you think that um, like the perception of him is uh, at, the, at this stage of the game? Yeah, I think that's a good question, because. 
that was something I talked about with Adam when we watched this episode and Adam mentioned it, but Denise was in her deliberations kind of personally. She was worried about, is this what she said or am I making this up? Something about like, oh yeah, she said she wanted to take Todd to the end because she figured people would be mad at him and wouldn't vote for him. But we were talking about it and like, depending on who's sitting there with him, I mean, Todd has been very strategic and with enough time, I feel like people could look at his game and say, even if they were voted out by him and his alliance to at least look at him at the end and be able to say, you know what though, like to be fair, you've been a very good player. You have been strategic. You have made moves. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that is a strength of his, but you're right. Like, they are watching all these votes go down. And if he's coming off as very comfortable and cocky, that may rub them the wrong way. Yeah. Especially compared to PG in this moment too. When, I mean, we're getting the, I'm getting the sense. I'm sure the jury does too. Cause they know that PG is completely on her own. Just that she's continued to stay in this game. Yeah. Um, just by fighting. So yeah, I don't know. I was, yeah, I was disappointed to see PG go. I understand why they did it, but at the same time, I mean, right now it looks like, because, you know, Todd's not doing everything in the Alliance. Right. But he kind of is like the leader, Mm -hmm. air quotes. And Denise has had time and time and time again to make a move, and she hasn't. Mm -hmm. Amanda's the same way. Courtney, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's kind of like in the background of a lot of what we're watching, but I mean, she's part of the Alliance and they're all just kind of going along and it looks like Todd's in the lead. And so Mm -hmm. like, how are they giving themselves any kind of benefit if they're going to go to the end with Todd unless they vote him out next time? Right. Yeah, let's talk about like leading into the finale now. So like this is, you know, second to last episode, the next time that we watch this, it'll be the finale episode with this final four of Amanda, Denise, Todd, and uh, Courtney. How do each of you see this going um, as far as, yeah, who, yeah, how do you, how do you expect that this season will wind up at this point um, as you think about each of the four of the remaining players' chances um, and, and how you imagine they'll do in front of a jury? There is, there will be one more, you know, person eliminated, and then it's a final three. But how do you foresee the finale shaking out? What are your predictions? Well, I also want to add to my statement. So I was thinking about it, and I think of Survivor as like, and I think this honestly comes from the last season that was newer of like making big moves and like that being so important. Yeah. But loyalty is also something that people really do respect in the game. And so I guess that's to counter myself. You could say that about Denise Mm -hmm. and Amanda and Courtney Mm -hmm. to get to the end. I wonder, to answer your question then, I wonder if that's something that they'll try and rely on. But didn't you say that this is one of the most interesting tribals or like final? It's a great final tribal. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's one of the best. So think, that makes me wonder what it is yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, what happens? <laughs> it's just like, I and that, I, you know, and I don't think this is spoilery, but like you can anticipate this seeing who we have left in the game. It's like it's a very competitive ending, right? Like yeah. a lot of time, like millennials versus Gen X, we just watched like Adam wins in a clean sweep, right? 
before that, it's Jenna and Matthew Von Ertfelde, who, you know, isn't getting anything right. And like, um, you have to go back to like, I don't know. Have we watched a season? Tony wins in a landslide. And Sandro wins in a landslide, right? Like there hasn't been a competitive. Um, close finale necessarily at least once you get to final tribal and like this is a close one you know uh and and i think that you can anticipate that with any of the you know combination of the remaining four right right yeah. i think that's that's the thing because todd just needs to convince people that like yeah i i was a dick the whole game but like i won i came out on top every move i wanted to make i made and you convince people that's a good reason to vote for you. Denise worked her butt off around camp, worked her butt off during challenges, was fairly social as far as we can tell with everybody. I mean, she was like her and PG like made up after the first time that she neglected her. So like, I, I think Denise had a pretty good social game too. And after this reward challenge, she was the only one to bring back food. She everybody. brought back food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she talked to Amanda. She like, first thing she did, if she was like, you know, like I brought back nuts, like they ate these sandwiches that we made that we were going to bring back. And like, yeah. you know, I don't know, we're not bringing, you know, it's like, she has a real social game that we don't see too much of. Yeah. There's just a question of like, is she the best strategically? And I think she's thinking strategically. It's just, is it the best move? Yeah. Um, you know, from an outsider's perspective, who's not been going 36 days living on a, right. a beach, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I think that Denise is a pretty obvious like, yeah, I, I deserve a million dollars, like because I made it here. Look at like what I did to get here. And I, I did it. I think Courtney is interesting. I, I don't know what she <laughs> says. So like why I deserve a million dollars, like beyond the fact that like I should not have made it as far as I did. And I'm sitting here mm -hmm. yeah. like, and I think that could be a totally valid reason to vote for her. Amanda is the least obvious one of the bunch, I think, mm -hmm. because well, she needs what we talked about. Cause she was that like kind of in the shadows leading. Right. Cause she needs to convince people that like she was just as strategic as yeah. Todd was. Mm -hmm. She has let Todd be the person who people wanted to go after, which is a great move. You see to convince people that's the truth. So it really could go either way. I think Amanda kind of has the hardest road to hoe in all of this. And I think, I don't know. I, I'm curious. I'm so curious who winds up in the final three because mm -hmm. with the exception of like Courtney, I, I don't know. Like this is just such a weird group of people that like any, and this is, this is something that annoys me when Jeff does this where he's like, does the most deserving person does you know, like should the most deserving person be here? It's like, dude, it's a game with rules. You're not here. You're not deserving. Like yeah. that's end of the story. Yeah. Like calm down. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. This is, this is a very interesting final tribal, not the least of which is because there's a bunch of people sitting on the jury that had really good shots to be in the final three too. Yeah. Like if they mm -hmm. just played it slightly differently. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for this one. <laughs> yeah. Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I honestly don't know what to expect. I feel like they've been kind of, I feel like we've been kind of coming to this point where like there's a Todd versus Amanda thing brewing. Hmm. I feel like they've been hinting at this like for the past three or four episodes. And I, I don't know. I could easily see like one of those two going like being number four hmm. and then like having a final three after that. That's like the only thing I can like, 
see. Yeah. <laughs> but but like I have no idea what to expect, really. Each of I'm you excited to watch the make your your winner predictions right now on the record. Give me a name. Uh I think Denise wins. Okay. I think she makes it to the final three and she gets the votes. Like, I, I, I think it's close, that. but I think that she wins. Yeah. I was going to say that. I just, yeah, I don't, I mean, watch her be like the next person voted out. Yeah. <laughs> Are you yeah, going with I Denise wanna, too? I was going to say, like, I, I could see, I definitely see Denise. I don't know. I want to say Todd or Amanda because they're like on my fantasy survivor. Yeah. But. I just, for some reason, don't feel like they're going to win. I feel like it's going to be like Denise. Well, Adam has Denise, right? Yeah, so, so she's going to win. Adam has Denise. She's going to win, absolutely. I, like, I, think, I think that Todd and Amanda, like, either of them winning, it, like, it's one of those things that, like, it won't surprise me if it happens. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I'm making a, a winner prediction right now, I think it's Denise. I think yeah, Denise makes it to the yeah. final three because they think that she's not going to get votes or something, and she wins. Yep. I don't see Courtney getting enough votes to like win survivor played. not that she doesn't deserve to be there i just don't foresee her with how she's played getting enough votes to win yeah um so for that reason yeah i could see like denise easily pulling it off i will say this about courtney though she is in second place in terms of total points for our fantasy thing Mm -hmm. amanda is the only one who has more than her Yep. Like yeah. Courtney has been in the exact right spot yeah, at the exact right time the entire correctly. game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's won some challenges for sure. She has. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Well, what a great segue here into our fantasy survivor segment. Uh, let's start with our, our goats and participation trophies. Um, coming down to the wire here. Uh, this is, you know, just for funsies, of course, but um, let's award our goat point and our participation trophy for the episode. Um, Adam, would you care to go first? Who is Running out of goat? options. I can go first. Yeah, go you for go it. first. Let me copy your answers. Listen, the goat is PG. I just really love her. <laughs> I know that she was voted off, but she went down with She's swinging. Huge fight. That's what they call it. Yes. She went down swinging. Yeah. Yes. Because that's when you punch best when you're falling down. Yeah. That's what she did. (laughs) She tried really hard. And I think she had a really great game. And even like just her finally getting along with Amanda was just a nice little bow on her game. Yeah. And even when she was feeling super down, she was still killing it in challenges because she really wanted to be there. So I thought that was great. She's my goat. Um, I think Todd's going to get my participation trophy because he did. He did really well in the first challenge, but he didn't win it. And then he was kind of crabby about the reward that he got. Mm -hmm. And he apparently ate all the food that they were supposed to share on the plane. That was mean. And he did not do well at all in the, um, the immunity challenge. Yeah, really tough look for Todd this episode. He's really like made yeah. out to be kind of a jerk. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think that's kind of like 
like you said, he was made out to be that way, but it really, especially with me just wanting PG to win. Mm-hmm. That really cemented it for me. Just his, his aura. Yeah. <laughs> this show. <laughs> Scott, what Plus about you? So- and then, and then we'll come back to Adam. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give my goat to Amanda. Yeah. Um, she won immunity. Um, and then, yeah, kind of like she had that good moment with PG, like, you know, the reward sequence, like she got along with PG yep. and kind of made a friend, albeit maybe a little bit too late. And yeah, almost flipped on Todd, but chose to keep it, keep it moving. So Amanda and then participate, participation, participation <laughs> trophy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was, I'll give it to Courtney. Um, just she, I don't know. She didn't really have that for me at least she didn't have that big of like an impact on the episode mm-hmm. beyond like deciding the reward winner sure adam i i think i'm gonna give my goat to courtney because she won the reward <laughs> challenge for denise <laughs> <laughs> i think the pg is a good answer for this i think amanda's a good answer for this but like i just want to give a goat to courtney i don't think i've done that ever so <laughs> running out of time <laughs> um I think participation trophy. I agree. I think Todd should get it. I think that Todd is slowly. This episode really kind of did the most like damage to his game. Yeah. Whether it actually has an effect on him, we'll find out. But it, yeah, it was not a good look for Todd. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I'll round things out. I think that Amanda deserves the goat from this episode too. Like, I really wonder. I, I, I think that this whole thing with PG is like just a really savvy, good survivor. Like, I'm sure there's like personal connection here, too. But even if, you know, you you expect to get to the end and you expect that you're about to boot this person out, like what brilliant like jury management, like, all right, let's like be BFFs. Right. And then send you packing so that you want to vote for me in the end. Right. I think. That's and y- true. Yeah. And she did win the challenge to it. Um, so big day for Amanda. Yeah. And I have to go along with the majority and give my participation trophy to Todd. Uh, I, I was just really struck by like at the, I mentioned this already, but the very end of the episode when like PG's voted out, everybody else like stands up and gives her a hug and looks sad. And Todd is like sneering, you know, and it's just like. It it was very, very sharp and it, it struck me. Um, and it makes me wonder like the uh I don't know, like what's he doing at this point? Why isn't he standing up and also hugging her? <laughs> it just seems, yeah. it seems uh seems like a no brainer, but uh it, let's move on to our fantasy scoring. We're reaching the end of the road here. Um the points are f- harder to come by now with fewer players left in the game. Um, Scott, you lose one of your, um, remaining three players. So you're down to two, still an advantage, um, player wise. Um, PG netted you five points on her way out because she did name the episode big 20 points from Amanda and 10 more from Todd. Um, Emily, you pulled in 10 points from Courtney and Adam, you pulled in 15 from Denise because of her reward win. And that gets there is a new leader, folks, uh, in third place with 450 points is Emily's Lejue tribe. 
In second place now is Adams Buddha Boys with 460 and pulling ahead in sole possession of the lead with 450 points or 480 points rather is Scott's Human Beings Tribe as we steer into the finale. And it is still it's anyone's game here. Uh, Just 30 points separating first place and third place. That's three final tribal council votes right there is uh is the the gap which must be bridged uh scott as the owner of pole position here going into the finale with the lead in points and in remaining players do you think that you will come ahead victorious when all is said and done um no because <laughs> i don't know i just have a hard time seeing like todd or amanda winning i don't know I, I guess i could see it but also i don't feel confident i feel like denise is gonna win somehow so because of that reason i feel like adam will win <laughs> i think if denise does win it's still gonna be a tight vote i think that's yeah. the thing it's like overcoming the deficit in a tight vote yeah. final i just don't see it it's going to be a really close finish or closest well, yet. Maybe I think literally it could be anybody's. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I th- Cause I think we've established like anybody here really does have a shot at winning. Mm-hmm. Cornea is kind of the worst shot, but like, I think she still has a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else from this episode before we wrap up one final time before the finale of this season? I was just um, going to add, Oh, you can go ahead, Emily. No, yours is more important. Go ahead. It was, okay, I was gonna say how good we all are at doing the fantasy stuff now. You guys are really good. It is. I was just gonna add that. Here's the thing: when Scott is allowed to choose his team, I hate it. Yeah, you guys do a great job of like balancing too. It's it's yeah. always like pretty close. Although yeah, I well, true. this is what were you gonna say, Emily? Oh, I was just gonna say uh, PG named this episode. And it was, what was it again? Hello, I'm, I'm still human. a person. Yeah. Yeah, and she's on the... Human, human beings. beings. <laughs> nice. Yep. So she went out on that note as well. That's Absolutely. All she didn't go out a human being. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there are four people left in the game. Um, I thought it would be interesting to look at their draft positions um, <laughs> in our draft. <laughs> um. The highest remaining pick was Todd with the second overall pick. Pretty good, pretty good pick there, Scott. Um, Amanda was the eighth overall pick, also by Scott. Uh, Denise was the tenth out of fifteen, taken by by Adam. And Courtney was the, high the value f- pick right there. <laughs> Courtney was the thirteenth pick of our draft. Um, and like yeah. you mentioned earlier, she has scored the second most of all players. What a snag! That's a great late round draft right yeah. there. Yeah, it's like a Tom Brady pick. <laughs> no doubt. All of us, all of us saw Courtney as a waitress from NYC, and Emily saw her as the quarterback was going to lead her team to four Super Bowls. Yeah, totally. How many Super Bowls does the Patriots have? <laughs> I don't remember. Too many. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the uh, preferred PSI of footballs for Courtney Yates is? <laughs> regulation that's her preferred 
Oh, well, next time on Outwatch, we will... Are you explaining (laughs) Deflategate? I know it. I know it. I was mansplaining (laughs) Deflategate. Go ahead, Alex. So they just have air in the footballs and they deflate (laughs) it. Footballs typically have air in them. (laughs) Those are are just like really heavy rocks. They have air. (laughs) And we can manipulate how much air is in them. (laughs) That's what they did. Uh, We will be taking on... The finale of Survivor China live and in person as we watch the episode together and react in real time during the commercial breaks. Uh, We will be, again, watching the last episode of this season titled A Slippery Little Sucker. Ending strong with these. (laughs) Can we make a prediction of who said that? Please do. I bet it was Amanda referring to Todd. No, I bet it was Todd referring to himself. Whoa, I'm a slippery little sucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, make sure that you're following our uh, feed wherever you get your podcast so that you don't miss out on the end of the season and what's to come afterwards. Um, Check out our listener support option in our description. If you are able to support our podcast by sending some cash our way, that would go a long way in helping us to continue to make this program especially now that we've made the switch to paramount plus where the ads are longer and the apps are more broken at least on the (laughs) the playstation version of the paramount plus app is a mess goodness uh is that it (laughs) i think that's all i say (laughs) all right thanks for listening and we will see you next time